Austin, the Harriet. Welcome to another episode of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. I'm Joe, and with me, as mostly Nick, always, Nick. Is, is is the Nick. Said it first. You did. Uh, the the Nicholas Von the Nick Von. Go ahead. Penis tattooed Stein. Nice. Uh, so we're gonna start this episode off with something we we've never done before because we're a history podcast, and very rarely is there real real Born time. Going in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Future. Donkeys, uh, space, It'd be madness. Um, now we're going to talk about an update to an episode we've already done. Now, uh, one of the weird parts about a history podcast is rarely it's do hard things to do get updates. updated. Yeah. Everybody's already dead. Uh, but this time <laughs> we get to talk about our friend of the show, Nate Clint Lawrence. That's not Nate. That is definitely not what Nate. What the fuck? So, uh, for anybody who turned in last week, uh, we talked about Clint Lawrence and how he's now a free man. And I was under a mis- Hold on, is this an update, like, good for us? Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Um, it's good for every- It's actually good for humankind. Um, now, I mistakenly believed when he got a pardon and walked away a free man, everything was gone. Turns out his uh, dishonorable discharge still stands. Uh, also, he cannot get a job anywhere. And I know good. this because he has a Twitter account. And uh, he blocked me, but everybody is sending me updates. Um, now, this is a tweet from him, of which he posts his rejection letter from Target. <laughs> are you serious? He says, quote, I still have a dishonorable discharge. Makes it impossible to find a job, even at Walmart or Target. He then, he then tags a, uh, a parody Trump account on accident called Real Donald Trump without the D. Which is a parody account, and nice. Clint Lawrence is a dumbass. Told me my record would be expunged. His staff in the White House must have disagreed because that's what they do. They apparently. should. This is an uphill battle. Now he then posts an email that he got from uh, Target, who says, and this is the whole email. Hello, Clint. Thank you for your interest in joining the Target team. We oh, I should remember how I point out he has a law degree, and he can't work at Target. That's satisfying. Um, we know that every career decision is an important one, and we really appreciate you took the time to consider a career with us to apply at the role of executive team leader for human resources, which is actually just a shitty mid-tier assistant manager role uh, in North Dallas, Texas. We wanted to let you know, however, that the hiring team has decided not to select you for further consideration of this role. <laughs> Sincerely, Target. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, I thought they'd go with like nobody here for you to kill. Imagine you like you get at your job and you go work at Target or Walmart or whatever. Like, here's your new team leader, Clint Lorenz, and Lorenz is like, go kill the family on aisle six. <laughs> Cover it up. <laughs> uh, that's just what I wanted to start this episode off by. I will continue to update this. With Clint Lawrence's life's misfortunes until he inevitably dies of an opiate overdose. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good update. I've never heard that. That's the first time on this show. I have. You only get that at one place. <laughs> well, welcome to Lions Led by Donkeys, where we laugh. <laughs> the only podcast the only. where you get to laugh at a war criminal's midlife crisis. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck that guy. Now to the episode. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the episode. We're not no, done. No. Okay. 
thought it was uh, part two. <laughs> part two, the target wars. Uh, now, we have talked about America's various wars of expansion and aggression against the native population all the way back to our very first series on the War of 1812. Ooh. One, uh, I, I, I consider myself of have been called everybody's emotionally abusive history teacher, and I pride myself in expanding people's knowledge of the forcefully pure, with force uh, about the imperial birth of our nation, and it will never stop being important to me. I feel like this is a really big part of American history we all like to forget. Um, but also because in the early stages of what we now understand to be American history, we kind of really fucking sucked at things like statecraft. And running a country. I mean, from wrangling just to just everything. Just, just living. Dying from dysentery. Stupid powdered Fair. wigs. Yes. Uh, from wrangling together racist, slave-owning, libertarian farmers into a cohesive nation, into building something resembling an army, even though the government and the people of the United States were deeply distrustful of standing armies at the time. Now, they still use powdered wigs. I don't know. I think they do. There's like... Three different powdered wigs. It's super weird. I watched a whole video on it. Like of last you week. did. <laughs> of course. If you did, you watch the Patriot and get really pissed off that their powdered wigs <laughs> weren't accurate. <laughs> no, I don't do that. There's not enough powder on those yeah. wigs. <laughs> um, now this makes sense uh, it, when it comes to everybody being really distrustful of a standing army. When you remember that we have an entire amendment dedicated to where you can quarter soldiers which seems really out of place when you look at the rest of them i'm still waiting <laughs> i'm really waiting for like joint base loose we put a knock on my door like excuse me sir do you have a guest room this soldier here <laughs> it's just some shitty private who never showers yeah he needs to sleep in your living room excuse me sir can i <laughs> sleep in your room? he's really into knives yeah um, he likes to stare at you when you sleep now uh for people who did not pay attention in civics class, that is the Third Amendment. The Third it is. Amendment. I will quiz you later. I, I, I won't. Honestly. I'm going to show up there's at your door really with a microphone. Cool, there's, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. There's, there's rooms in these uh, houses on Marsh Air Force Base in California that you can tell are add-ons from the uh, World War II because pilots and old crew used to sleep in those old add-ons. Uh-huh. So, like... They used to get quartered with the civilians by March Air Force Base. Weird. Yeah, dude. This is the Air Force room. Feels around Army Air Force, but oh, whatever, whatever, dude. Yeah. Back when the Air Force was cool. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, now, we have talked about the Ohio War before, also known as the Northwest Indian War, or what I like to call the Little Turtle Rebellion, because it sounds cool. The Little Turtle Rebellion? Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's kind of cute. It's like a Disney movie. Yeah. It, it, but with, like, stabbing white guys uh, in the face it's not axes. Disney. I, I'd watch a Disney movie. I would too. If now if Pocahontas was like that, yeah. Oh God, that'd be great. Like <laughs> just yes, Pocahontas lure him in so we can stab him. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Though, uh, so it, we talked about it, but not in great deal because in the grand scheme of the War of eighteen twelve, it's kind of a side story. And we generally try not to do side stories in our series. We we do completely different episodes about those. So this is what that completely different episode is. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> Uh, so in 1783, the Treaty of Paris between the newly christened United States of America and Great Britain was signed. This ended the American Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary War was deeply damaging to the United States, and a large portion of the population was killed or wounded, like a pretty significant percentage because it was a small population. Right. And 
the most of the means of generating income was destroyed or picked clean by marauding armies. This left the new government of President George Washington in a metric fuckton of debt. Also, fun fact, they wanted him to be king, if you didn't know that. Yeah, I know dude. that's like an elementary school thing, but like, like fun fact when you're six, but like also that will never stop being interesting to me. It won't. Imagine if we you had go a from king. Like, Fuck that king. Let's make this guy our fucking king. But also, like, how hard do you think it was for George Washington to turn that down? He's like, I could be fucking king. Dude, that must have been fucking hard. Like, Napoleon didn't last that long. He's like, man, fuck this, I'm, I'm emperor. Well, yeah, <laughs> fuck the king. You think I'd be king? And they're like, oh, yeah, he won't take it. What an outstanding guy. I'm your fucking emperor. Yeah. And I mean, granted, two different different times breeds different people. Uh, but still, I think I would have taken king. I think if America had a little bit more infighting, like we had the Whiskey Rebellion and stuff right. like that, Shays Rebellion. If we had more of those, I think he would have made himself king. I think to get, I would have taken people it, to rally around him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a fun uh, historical fiction novel for anybody out there who's taken ideas, I guess. Um, So not only had uh, the revolutionary government or the Continental Congress uh, had blown the entire government's small budget on the war effort, it turned out two dollars. Yeah. All 16 (laughs) pence and and 25 wooden teeth. Uh, it turned out the Continental Congress, later known as the Congress of the Confederation, really sucked at setting up a s- sustainable way of governance. There's a really good reason for that. It's because they kind of didn't want to. Really? For people who are unaware, the Constitution that we know and constantly get screamed about online simply did not exist yet. That wouldn't happen until 1789. Uh, we're not talking about the, the government of 1789 quite yet. The government we're talking about was an incredibly feeble central government bound by the Articles of Confederation, uh, which was also actually known by and kind of hilariously as the Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. Yeah, that didn't pan out. Whoops. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. um, Now, the Articles of Confederation look exactly like a document a bunch of independent-minded states would slap together after fighting off a tyrannical monarchy. Uh, it's full of distrust of a government right. in general and a distrust of an army. And by that mean, it left the central government mostly powerless to do anything. This includes small things to help with like national debt, such as <laughs> actually taxing people. Hey, can we do this? Shut the fuck up. Hey, you, president, sit the fuck down. My bad, my bad. Like they could not let- levy any kind of federal taxes. Wow. Yeah. Whoops. Way to fuck yourself. Yeah, dude. like <laughs> Matt Washington sitting down, like, oh, we've totally fucked. That's what taxation on this. was for. Fuck. Yeah, we actually have representation now. <laughs> yeah. This was all we fought a war over this. <laughs> Instead, the central government had to ask the states for money, and it was up to them if they would give them to them. And most of the time, they just didn't. I would either. I'd be like, fuck no. Hey, dude. yo, North Carolina, can I have like fifty bucks? Fuck you, you powdered wig bitch. All right. All right, I'll go fuck myself, <laughs> my bad. I guess I'll go back to fucking Boston or some shit. This actually meant while uh, Congress was slapping together an army to fight the British during the war, they really couldn't pay for it. And that's why, like, the Continental they Army... Throwing out IOUs? Kind of, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like land? So that was that was part of it. Wait, I think I remember this from our series. Fuck. It's all coming back oh, to me man. now. We're getting, the <laughs> that's fi- why we do this show. The final is later, Nick. Okay, good. 
Now, um, there was no way to compel the states to help the central government as the president had no enforcement methods on any individual states. At the end of the war, some states uh, didn't bother to help the government pay down the debt, either because they didn't actually have to and because they had their own debts. You know, when I go for my fucking bachelor's in history, I'm going to look so bad by sourcing our whole show the whole time. The good news is you do what I do. You find something interesting. And then you follow it all the way down to their sources and then read those for like a paragraph. And then you write your research paper. (laughs) (laughs) All B's, baby. You know what B's mean? Graduate school. That's right. You know what graduate school means? I hate my life. (laughs) Um, Now, eventually the young American government found a way to raise money. They would just sell the land in the Northwest Territory to settlers and rich people. Because they they could do that. Hmm. The problem was there's people living on that land. Fuck them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, the real motto of the United States is fuck them brown people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so bad. The, the, <laughs> God. Like, I, I want uh, uh, a design. I don't know if I could sell this. I think Teespring would ban us forever. Yeah, right. Dude. That'd be on like, brand for us, though. <laughs> a, a, a seal that's like the, Amer- the seal of the United States. <laughs> But in Latin, under it, it says, fuck brown people. Dude, do it. Uh, because, like, I have a brown person telling you to do it. There'd be, like, white people that buy, like, oh, yeah, fuck those brown people. Like, no, uh, we're dude, laughing totally at be, you. Yeah, it'd be a bad message. This would be, oh. the, this would be the American History X of t-shirts. It really would be. Fuck. We can figure out something else. Yeah. Um, Back so, to the drawing board. <laughs> Back to the racism board, said George Washington. <laughs> The natives who traditionally lived on this land had been completely left out of any negotiations during the Treaty of Paris, in case anybody was wondering. Of course they were. Um, so their lands were divvied up to the U.S., and they, fe- they quickly found out a bunch of white people were haggling over their goddamn house. What? Yeah, like, imagine you came home, like, to where you live, and there's just, like, two completely foreign people haggling about who gets your shit. That's My what, dad would be fucking pissed. That's, that's what happened to the natives. They're like, why are the Brits and the Americans talking about what's going to happen to our backyard? Oh, no, it's happening again. Get the French. (laughs) Uh, This quickly spun into a cycle of violence as settlers moved into the areas which they purchased from the government, but they still had natives living on them. And the natives would try to push them out because they fucking lived there. This fucking episode pisses me off already. (laughs) God, I fucking hate that. This led to what else but settler retaliation attacks against them in what is now Kentucky... Uh, around 1,500 people died this way in only a couple of years, which is like a lot of people in America back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, enough settlers got pissed. Uh, they had spent their money and shit and found out that the whole area is just lousy with these natives. Uh, yeah, doing, it's already hard for us to stay alive. Doing crazy shit like defending where they lived. Yeah. And uh, they began to petition Congress to do something about it. And of course they did. Like, <gasps> we get to shoot it at, at Indians? Jebediah, get your musket. This is the new sport. U.S. Secretary of War Henry Knox and President Washington decided... You say Knox? Yep. Henry Knox. The one that Fort Knox was named after. Oh, yeah. I think. Uh, That might not be true. (laughs) It might not be, but it sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds good. They decided they were going to use military force. Mm, As one would. It turns out America was not really good at war yet. No, dude. Did you see the Patriot? Uh, it's actually they a documentary. Were ass. Yeah, yeah. They need. We need more Mel Gibson. 
so in 1790, they dispatched 1,400 men under Josiah Harmer to handle the problem. That fucking name. Holy shit. It turns out this was not a good idea. The you name? See, uh, well, his name, and there's never been a good There's never been a there's never been, Josiah or yeah. Elijah. I'm pretty sure those are all just people in Utah now. Anybody named Elijah watching the show, because there's probably is a few. Elijah Wood is a huge fan, actually. He is. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably Twitter. not true. <laughs> you see, uh, of, that, of those 1,400 men that were dispatched, only 320 were what you would call soldiers. The other thousand and some change were militia on limited contracts. What would you call soldiers back then? Uh, they actually trained every once in a while. Every once in a while. What is training to them? Mostly just drilling. Um, like the, the standard von Steuben Prussian type training. But rem- this is before what you would call a modern military. Even in 1700s time, like there was not regular training going on. But these people were, their job was being soldiers. Mm, look at these shitty line formations. They were the closest thing America had to a regular army at the time. But the other thousand and some change were militia unlimited contracts. Um, now, a good commander can make up for bad troops sometimes, but Harmer, turns out, was just a drunk. Harmer, rumored to be shit-faced, ordered only 400 of his men under Colonel John Hardin to attack a native force of over 1,000. That's a trend, I think. Yeah, that's something we do a lot. Uh, he then refused to send reinforcements, and they inevitably got their asses kicked. I imagine. Um, you said 1,000? Yeah, it was uh, like 400 versus 1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Did he know the numbers going in? He did. He was drunk. So? Mistakes were made. All right, whatever, dude. Have you ever woken up from a hangover like, oh, man, I killed 400 people? No. He he did. Oh, that's true. (laughs) He probably did. When Harmer retreated and got back to Fort Washington, he told the Secretary of War that they had uh, won a huge victory. I've done that on Men's of War, Men of War for sure. Definitely uh, killed a shit ton of people. Yeah. Uh, now the important part is, like, he knew he lost, and he's like, "How can I fake this?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you fake your way out of this. He just told the Secretary of War that they had won. We're all your men. Uh, I put them on leave because they did such sleeping. a good job. Yes. Uh, you know the thing is the the, the problem with this is is all of his men fucking hated him for sending them into a suicide mission. I would, too. Because all of his soldiers immediately began to tell everyone that their commander was a fucking drunken idiot, and, like, 400 of them had died. We lost. Like, imagine them all standing in formation, and he's like, Secretary Knox, we've won a glorious victory. And someone's like, the fuck did he just say? Some of them are missing half their arms. They're (laughs) fucking all fucked up. To his credit... President Washington actually already thought Harmer sucked, and he was not really surprised when he fucked the whole thing up. The problem was, of course, he knew that and still put him in command. Good, good guy, that Washington. Good job, King President Washington. King President General Washington. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, we give Washington a lot of credit, and a lot of credit is due. Right. But a good general, he really wasn't. He was really good at not having his entire army destroyed. He was lucky. I mean, he definitely was lucky, but he was the with master. Tactical, Luck has a lot to do with a lot of things. Like I've said before, I'd rather be lucky than talented. Right. Um, but he was really good at retreating in order. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he kept the army together. Uh, wasn't so good at the leading part mm. in, into the attack. No. But he didn't have to be. He knew that, though, which is admittedly a strength. Right. Though he did build the Continental Congress. Well, I don't know. Can you tell me about your times crossing the Delaware with Washington? 
Uh, I know you were in the army back then. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 17-2006. Go fuck yourself, old man. So uh, another funny thing that Washington did was he actually did not accept pay while he was in. Uh, well, while he was leading the Continental Army, he would bill them later uh, for his expenses. The problem was, of course, those expenses totaled like millions of what dollars. F- I think he was just making up numbers <laughs> at that he point. He absolutely He's was. He on zero. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> was. One gajillion zillion. Like, fucking. <laughs> like, how much money do you spend? He's like, 100,000. Everybody, and everybody's, everybody's like, oh, that's not that bad. He's like, one hundred thousand million dollars. <laughs> Just like see what you get away with. Yeah. Now Harmer actually uh, was court-martialed on his own request. Um, what? Yeah, this actually happens a lot in this episode because um, you, know, you get to defend yourself at a court-martial, right? So you can be like, "Look, look, yeah, I understand that I lost, but it wasn't my fault because of these reasons." Yeah, but how? I you I, got drunk. Yeah, yeah. Right, now, he, Harmer was fired, um, but that's pretty much all that ever happened. To him. Uh, he was replaced by General St. Clair. And that is where we get the title. Sounds like a solid guy. This is where we get the title of uh, today's episode and is what has gone down to history as St. Clair's defeat. Ooh, not a solid guy. No. St. Clair had actually been born in Scotland and moved to the American colonies as an officer in the British Army during the French and Indian War. He eventually resigned his commission and became one of the richest people in Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, by the time of Harmer's fuck up, he was a general in the U.S. Army as well as the governor of the Northwest Territory. It's not a good mix. Uh, nope. Sure isn't. Never is. No. Nope. Uh, it turns out uh, to get all those things, you just have to have a lot of money. Bagpipe dealer? <laughs> black, market, black market haggis slinger? <laughs> what is he? What do you do? I, I, I came from Scotland. Do, do, you, do you want some sheep guts? Uh, no, thank you. Hmm. Nevertheless, <laughs> <coughs> now with St. Clair in charge, Washington had to slap together another regular army. At this time, this is simply known as the American Regiment, because that is how small they wanted the standing army That's a to lot be. of armies he's trying to slap together. Uh, since the first regiment was badly demoralized from Harmer's shit show, Congress decided to raise another one. The problem was, like I had pointed out before, they had no fucking money, nor did they have any way to find money. So they had just had to cut soldiers' pay in half to be able to afford it. Makes sense. As you can imagine, this made recruitment nearly impossible, and only half of the required number of soldiers could be found. St. Clair would have to augment his force with thousands of militiamen from Kentucky and draftees on a six-month levy under the authorization of the Militia Act. Not exactly an all-star force, as St. Clair was given. Now, I was actually pretty surprised that they were able to draft people. Because it seems like it'd be like the antithesis to like libertarianism that they liked so much. That's what I'm saying. But they say "fuck you" to the government. And they're like, "Oh fuck, the government sent me this letter. I gotta go." Yeah, it's like a, uh, now the state uh, state militias could call up people. I think it was for like thirty to ninety days or something like that. At so a time. that was mandatory. It wasn't like voluntary state well, militia. Um, it was, but all men could be called up for defense. Mm, gotcha. They decided this was defense. Mm. On September of 1791, as St. Clair marched out of Cincinnati, he quickly found out not to be a great selection as commander. He was suffering from gout, 
which is a kind what of a fucking asshole, which is a kind of arthritis. If you didn't know, um, that was so painful. He could hardly move. Um, every once in a while for hours at a time, you'd have to simply have to lay down and, and wait for the pain to pass. Can I talk about the time I had to go to a field rotation and have to carry another soldier's rucksack because he had gout. People still get gout. Yes, they do. <laughs> fucking assholes on crutches. And I had to carry his rucksack. <laughs> I hate people. Now imagine that you're a soldier uh, in like the 1700s. I drink mud and die. <laughs> I'm a, the dysentery is a better choice than this. <laughs> yeah, um, but I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was good drinking water at the time. This, this water is thick and brown. That's how I like it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Shake. Poopy. Uh, it, you're like, why aren't we marching? Oh, the commander's just just is, is having <laughs> a good piece of shit. <laughs> the, the commander's <laughs> laying on his back. We'll move as soon as he's ready. Come. <laughs> Someone he has too much blood. Get the leeches. Yeah. Fuck the leeches. God damn it. Uh he also came up with a brilliant plan for this campaign. He would build a huge series of forts as he advanced through enemy territory. Mm. Now, this sounds like really good on paper. Like, we'll always have a fortification to go back to. Makes sense. But also, building forts takes a lot of time, and that made the march incredibly slow. And expensive. It was made much slower by the fact his quartermaster kept showing up with the wrong supplies or not showing up at all. (laughs) I probably... Pencil shavings? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, we're building a fort. Do you have the wood? Uh... I brought socks. Fuck. Fort socks this will be. <laughs> uh, in many no cases... No girls allowed. <laughs> put the sign up. In many cases, no building supplies would come. Other times, no food or tools. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the scene from uh, Office Space where they sit down. It's like, what would you say you do here to the quartermaster? He's like... I am, this, I have people skills. This is another episode where the quartermaster gets shit on, <laughs> like the Zulu wars. Oh, you need ammo? I will need your requisition <laughs> form, please. As like a spear sticking out of your chest. Yeah, your whole branch is garbage. <laughs> God. Every, I hope for the future of this show that every time I bring up the quartermaster branch, I get the shit on them for an hour. You more than likely will. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Continue. So, in the first day, how like now? Remember how it takes you how long to ruck march like three miles? Not long. A couple hours. Yeah. Well, like I think it's it, like, like two hours. Yeah. How about uh, a mile? Less than that. Like forty-five minutes. No. If you're if you're taking no. it at a leisurely pace. At a leisurely pace, yeah, sure. So in the first day, they made it less than a mile from the city. Throughout well, the throughout the rest of the march, they'd only make it between five and eight miles a day. What are they doing? Building forts and then waiting for supplies to show Every up. Every mile? Uh, apparently. What kind of forts are these? Uh, the, apparently they're all interconnected tree forts. They have to, so they have They're to, fucking Ewoks? They have to be close enough together so the string with the cup can go from <laughs> <Yeah>. each fort. <laughs> we don't have enough string, you see, so. Also, the quartermaster just keeps bringing us condoms. I think he's <laughs> telling us something. I don't like it. Um... Now, this crawl of the pace and hard labor, combined with the unseasonably frigid temperatures, immediately began to tear the army apart. And the commander keeps stopping. Also, yeah, oh, the commander's having to scream again. <laughs> Fuck the count! <laughs> now, one of the other problems with the quartermaster fucking up in his entire existence is 
winter clothes were supposed to show up. They never did. <laughs> he came back with like fucking beach uniforms. Oh, like, you brought the board shorts and flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the quartermaster's wearing like three jackets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just all warm. Like, hey, your winter stuff is here. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. I'm plenty warm. Hey. Yeah. Also, he's Italian. Yeah. For yeah. Fuck it, why not? Because they have no care in the world when they're giving shit out. So hey, the, pepperoni, Tony here. <laughs> the frost spoiled all the animal feed. The roads iced over, and uh, which caused the pack animals to slip and die. Is this the daughter party? <laughs> Except it's just the quartermaster eating himself. people. Yeah. Hey, there's food. <laughs> this this is just pizza, man. The guy's back. Hey, <coughs> that's our sergeant. <laughs> it's good for gout. <laughs> Fuck it, pass me a slice. <laughs> Anything for this gout. And that was when all the militiamen who had been levied said, fuck this and deserted. It's been my 30 days. I'm out. I have been here eight days. This is bullshit. I'm going home. <laughs> you um, see, our veteran here has been here for 30. Yeah. He's the highest ranking guy. This guy has eaten like six soldiers. Uh, so the supply line, which had already been broken, completely fell After apart. eight miles. Yeah. <laughs> we can still see Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, we, we can still see the PSA. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, which is weird because like how fucked up does your supply line have to be to not be able to keep up with an army that is literally going at the speed of gout (laughs) (laughs) and then if if things could not get worse uh, for the troop numbers there there are six month levies who did not desert received their discharge papers and just went home just stop loss wasn't a thing quite yet see you later (laughs) (laughs) Stop loss was not a thing yet. <laughs> then other people began to just get sick and die. Others killed themselves because they realized they were in Ohio. As they did. <laughs> yes. One soldier looks over and like, Josiah, are, yes, we still, Elijah. are we still in Ohio? <sighs> Takes off hat. <clears throat> yes. He just shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that last one isn't entirely true. <laughs> Nobody killed themselves that we were in Ohio. But maybe they did. I would have. I would have, yeah. I once drove through Ohio. I haven't been the same ever since. We're city guys. I don't know. Yeah. I, I dated a girl from Ohio, and she stole my car while I was in the field. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, date, I dated this girl uh, who was from, like, Columbus or some shit, and uh, we went out to the field for pre-deployment training, and then someone, one of my friends who was not in the field texted me. He's like, hey, bro, I just saw your car at a, uh, at a club. I was like, what? That's not where I left it. <laughs> it was definitely the barracks parking lot. <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, uh, your girl is here. And she's she's with somebody. Oh, they're making out in your car. So my girlfriend from Ohio stole nice. my car. And Technically, I, you got some. And then I'm assuming they fucked in my car. Nice. And then I reported my car stolen, and it was found in a Walmart parking lot. Nice. And that's why Ohio sucks. Drink up. <laughs> so, funny story about that. Some, uh, what we used to say was uh, cowboy and cowgirl cholas, which were basically... Uh, I said beer come out of my nose. What? <laughs> so, we had different cliques of Hispanics back at my school. Sure. So, we had the regular cholos, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back in the La Pinta. You know, I don't know what that means. I am from Michigan. It's a prison. <laughs> La Pinta is prison. Okay. Okay. So... You have those, and then you have the cowboy Mexicans. I am familiar with those. Okay, cool. You do Texas know those. Reasons. Good. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So the cowgirl Mexican, I dated one. What is a cowgirl Mexican? It's the same thing, is that but like it's a, a girl. Ho- is that like a horse girl? Sure. Okay. She <laughs> likes to ride horses, and she likes to see the horses do that weird dance where they're doing that. Dressage? Do you know what it's called? Horse dancing, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. I watch, that is awesome. It's on ESPN every once in a while. Wow. I don't know why. ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> ESPN 9, the Dershaj. <laughs> so, this is where we whip horses until they prance. I take her out on a date. Literally one date. Didn't, didn't vibe right, you know, whatever. Didn't go as well. So I leave my truck at the school one night. I go get a ride with my buddies. Come back the next day. The wall of my fucking tire is gone. <laughs> like it looked like it fucking blew out. Yeah. But you could tell it wasn't blown out because it was too clean. Dude, somebody took a knife to that shit. You could fucking tell. And I got told it was her later on because I didn't want to go out on another date. You know, it's a bonding moment between us. Uh, and I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here, and I'm not going to be the one to do it. You never do. <laughs> so I'll say that. You know, I like to research history, not my emotional baggage. Same. We like to keep it bottled in. <laughs> bottled in, and then we the only bottles that we drain are full of old crow. Mm. That that is what my dad calls healthy, or called before he killed himself because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> I feel like we're straying really far from this episode right now. Uh, my dad, not from Ohio. Speaking, oh, yes, back to it. Good segue. <laughs> yep, so bringing it, bringing it back around. <laughs> oh God. Um, now, uh, uh, back to St. Clair in this podcast that I wrote. Um, he cannot take much more of this. Uh, so he did something he you, you just never do. Split your army. He sent the first regiment, remember, the, the, the actual soldiers, yeah, right. to go look for the lost supply line. This at, is the, um, the American regiment? Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, Quote, unquote. And he uh, kept his militia forces marching. The American regiment's job would be to find the supply line, which had, which had already sucked and now had gone missing completely. Um. And that is where his dying army got to the Wabash River and they set up camp. Now, the 300 men he sent were the only ones with combat experience. They had survived the last fuck up. Oh, man. So the, the, the army that he has with him completely raw. The only thing that they're... Uh, they don't know about his fuck up. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why he sent them off. He's like, they know too much. They know too much. Just send them off and I'll This uh, fuck seems these guys like a up. bad idea. Also, uh, there is a bit of animosity within the ranks of the army. Uh, and he and they wouldn't even camp together. See, the regulars camped on one side of the river, while the militia camped on the other. So his split army was split again. It fucking clicks. Yeah, apparently. Um, and because everybody was tired, wet, sick, and hungry, nobody built camp fortifications. Now, if this is reminding you an awful lot of Islawanda, it should. Yep. Even down to the quartermaster. <laughs> yeah. And that is when Little Turtle of the Miami people and a thousand of his warriors attack them. The beach people, yes. The, 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 the known tropical getaway, <laughs> yes. Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Um, uh, so St. Clair's militia, who were camped on the side of the river where they attacked, immediately ran across the river towards the regulars. There, the regulars were forming up in lines and holding the natives back with disciplined fire. Do you think they knew they were fighting Floridians? I mean, there is a Miami, Ohio. I choose not to believe it because I do know there is one, but I hate to believe it. it the only, No, okay. Just I as have, much as I hate to believe that there is a Miami, Florida. I, I just don't like to believe that there's a Florida. That's true. Uh, I, actually, I do not believe Florida exists. It's against my religion. Um, 
Now, the actually, the only reason why I know there's a Miami, Ohio is from the college football team. Mine is from the office. Because I, I was really confused that uh, I was watching like college football and it said, uh, I think it said Ohio, Miami. I was like, what? That's a weird alliance. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two shitty like uh, community colleges get yeah. together. Uh, so the regulars eventually brought their artillery down onto the natives, but it it would have probably worked if they used it correctly. Now um, the gunners had really had no training, and so they began to fire way too high, mm. missing them entirely. Yes. And before they could correct. They immediately got shot by the natives um, because Ooh. because remember they didn't dig any defensive positions nothing they're just guns out in the open. Yeah. Uh, soon the surviving artillerists ran into the line and joined the rest of the soldiers. Saint Clair led mm, uh, regular artillery broke uh, Heard that too many times. It, it, I don't think it broke as much as it never got started. Oh man, it's, it's like yeah yeah. Um, so Saint Clair led regulars on bayonet charges while on horseback which is shocking for a man literally paralyzed by gout 50% of the time, only to have two different horses shut up from underneath of him. It only makes sense that my horse has gout, too. <laughs> They're just both riding around the ground like, oh, it's, it's the horse gout! My gout! Fuck! <laughs> just mid-bayonet charge. That's also how he got out of bayonet charges. <laughs> like, his, his, he got shot up so much as, like, uh, his his uniform is full of bullet holes, but he was never shot. Um, a musket a musket ball came so close to his head that it shaved a portion of his hair off. That's too close. Yeah. Uh, so like Saint Clair was a bad leader, kind of a badass though. On accident, uh, he was really good at fighting. It was getting to the fighting that was the problem. <laughs> Other officers attempted to sally out of the camp with bayonet charges. However, the natives had been fighting white people for a really long time and already knew how to defeat those. They simply let them do their bayonet charge. Oh, so these, was... these guys would stream out in a bayonet charge. The Knock nati- their Starbucks out of their hands. <laughs> Called cops on their barbecue. Uh, <laughs> as the, the attacking force would sally out of the position, the natives would feign and go back into the woods nice letting the unit come more and more out of their their camp and then just encircle them nice yeah um they just slaughter them slowly colonel william drake uh a song what slaughter them slowly killing them softly maybe maybe oh god it's gotta be the intro now doesn't it god damn it's such a stupid <laughs> intro for <Fuck>. this. <laughs> we gotta come up with something else <laughs> from maybe sabaton wrote a song about this i don't know they're like they're they're like our no. go-to soundtrack so colonel william drake attempted to uh charge his way out of this problem on three different different occasions each time destroying his entire command <laughs> all right private you're all that i have left in his last attempt he killed his own son he used him as a shield and Joseph Drake was under his command and died in in the last attempt like this didn't work the last three times (laughs) but you know what they say every third that was the third time there's not a problem we cannot bayonet charge our way out of this is why my marriages all end well (laughs) so St. Clair knew he was fucked and gathered his surviving officers together to organize a breakout towards Fort Jefferson their operation succeeded (laughs) Uh, but it required them to leave everything they could not carry behind them to include all the wounded. Ooh. Good luck, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Play dead. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to break. Wait, wait, where are you going? Wait. Oh, God, they're not coming back. 
fuck, we're still in Ohio. <laughs> as soon as any any type of native would come up to me, I'm in Ohio. Put me out of my misery. Please just scalp me. So the native. No, will- you shall live in Ohio now. <laughs> no! Yeah. This is actually, uh, they, they fled, and that's how Gary, Indiana was built. Uh, the native warriors built execution fires, otherwise known as huge bonfires, and threw all the wounded people on oh, them God. alive. <laughs> Jesus. According to the book, The Tragic Saga of the Indiana Indians by Harold Allison, these fires burned for literally days afterwards. And as, mean, the, and as they were tossed on the pyre, each person was like, still better than living in Ohio! <laughs> That's why the fire was okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a cleansing fire. Yes. When the battle was over, it was and remains the most horrific defeat in American military history. So is this whole episode just a rip on Ohio or is this actual episode? <laughs> I hope to make every episode a rip on Ohio. <laughs> Somehow, like the Soviet-Afghan war, it's all an allegory for modern Ohio. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, the army St. Clair brought with him suffered 97% casualty rate. Mm. Six, 632 were killed. 264 were wounded. Almost all of the 200 camp followers were killed as well. Only 24 men who marched into battle survive unwounded. That meant a full one-fourth of the entire standing American <laughs> army was destroyed. It reminds me of Tropic Thunder. 24 survived. 12 wrote a book <laughs> six got a deal one got a movie one was a navy seal yeah. when word got back to president washington of the army's defeat he began to scream and throw shit around his office he demanded that saint Clair face justice and hilariously said quote i looked hastily through the dispatches i saw the whole disaster but not all the particulars which means he had he didn't know any of the details but he's gonna be fucking mad anyway <laughs> Uh, how the House of Representatives ordered an investigation into the events of the battle. This would actually be the first congressional investigation ever. How the fuck would they investigate that? Uh, mostly they just talked to all the survivors. Dude, I hope they had the, all the CSI like music and all the. Somebody definitely take like, <laughs> some old fat guy with a powdered wig takes off sunglasses dramatically. Yeah. So Saint Clair arrived in Philadelphia to face the coming investigation, and he quickly began to point out everybody he thought was at fault. Which turned out to be everyone. Uh, he blamed his quartermaster, Samuel Hodges. Uh, and he also blamed the, the Italian. Samuel Hodginelli <laughs> uh, and the, uh, the entire war department for the failure of his army. He also demanded his own courts martial so he could prove himself innocent. Washington refused uh, St. Clair's request for a courts martial and fired him, uh, forcing him. Well, he actually forced him to resign, but we all know what that means. I think he got gout in the middle of the trial. He just collapses. Oh, the gout! <laughs> and the horse, too, just, oh! <laughs> just holding his hands and shit. Uh, that did not stop the investigations, however. The House of Representatives began to subpoena certain documents from the War Department uh, that they had used um, in, in anything involved into the standing of the, the, the American Regiment. War plans, all that shit. So I guess you could say and then that became your a- candle's been blown out. The CSI fucking guy from back then, dude. That would totally be it. Uh, Then then this became a bit of a problem. This had never happened before in in the brief amount of American history that had passed yet. Nobody was really sure what to do. (laughs) The Constitution had just been ratified, and it didn't mention anything about congressional investigations. 
So that led President Washington to convene a meeting of all of his department heads, something that is now considered the first ever American presidential cabinet meeting. And that's when Washington and his now cabinet looked around and, ho- and were horrified because they suddenly realized they were, in effect, investigating them sh- themselves. So they did this on accident. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, and the investigation was quickly proving that senior administration officials had <laughs> fucked up severely. They'd found the quartermaster had been skimming supplies and money. They found that the war department had failed to train any of the soldiers that they recruited. The people that were supposed to be soldiers they did send were under-equipped, and many of them had faulty weapons and gear and rifles that did not work. The, the president and the secretary of war were, had ordered the army to go on the campa- campaign far too late in the season hence ending with the cold snap and a lot of people dying. It was becoming very clear that just about the last person who should face any repercussions was St. Clair himself. St. Clair's plan kind of sucked with all the forts, but it still could have succeeded, yeah. if not really slowly. Yeah, and with all the the winter coming up, you got fucking Washington talking about his time at Valley Forge, yeah. wasting everybody's time. He's still talking. He's going to talk about Valley Forge again. God damn it. It's around that season. Fuck. Uh, this quickly turned into something of a case for the separation of powers. Then Washington did something that was not really legal or illegal at the time because nobody was really really sure of what he could and could not do. Because remember, they're just kind of winging it here. (laughs) Yeah, they're kind of like, ah. Washington simply refused to give the House of Representatives any of the information they asked for. This birthed what is now known as executive privilege. They don't need it. Now, um, uh, executive privilege is something that is still kind of a motherfucker. Uh, for instance, like, uh, have you ever heard of the gun walking scandal? I believe it's called Operation Fast and Furious. I've seen the movie. Uh, not the same thing. Okay, then no. Um, it was when um, the Justice Department of the Obama administration let a whole bunch of guns purposely get given to cartels. Yes, I have. Yeah, so when that was investigated, he claimed executive privilege. Wow. That's the kind of shit executive privilege can what? do. What? Also, I believe Reagan did the same thing mm. for I- Iran-Contra. Uh, you could just be like, nope, not gonna. Yeah, everybody's too busy on Star Wars. Now, instead of trying to explain what exactly executive privilege is myself, I'll quote Mark Rozell from a Time Magazine article. Quote, the right of the president and the high-level executive branch officers to withhold information from Congress, the courts, and ultimately the public. When it comes to, one, national security needs, and two, protecting the privacy of the White House deliberations when it is in the public interest to do so. Hmm. If that sounds an awful lot like we're not going to tell you when we fuck up. That's a lot of words for no. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Now, Washington did end up giving those documents anyway. He's like, yeah, sure, never mind. I was just kind of making a point of what I could do. But he set a precedent that we're still dealing with today. So thanks, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Powdered wig, bitch. Now, this did have a side effect. All of this, of eventually birthing the modern concept of the United States Standing Army. Something that really did not mesh well until after the U.S. Civil War. The different fobs. And this, but the, the first attempt of a standing U.S. Army had a much cooler name, the Legion of the United States. These reforms set training, drill times, increased soldier pay, and also included longer contracts up to three years, kind of like the one I signed. 
So half your army just doesn't go home halfway through the campaign. <laughs> uh, the modern army, uh, the modern U.S. army that we uh, we know so well now would get around that little detail by simply stop lossing motherfuckers and eff- effectively forcing them to stay. Nice. Now, the legion that would go on to crush the Little Turtle uh, Rebellion at the Battle of Fall- Fallen Timbers, which we did talk about briefly in the War of 1812. A survivor of that battle, a Shawnee warrior named Tecumseh, would go on to form the Tecumseh Confederacy, leading right back into our series in the War of 1812. Full circle, baby! <laughs> Full circle! I did it! <laughs> a year later. I did it! <laughs> in and out. Real quick adventure. Yeah. <clears throat> You said 50 minutes. It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I understand that we had a, a tight and concise plan for Operation Lions Led by Donkeys, but if I just get an extension, a surge, if you will, mm. uh, in another year. It's not a good word. I will figure this out. In another year, we'll, 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 we'll take a turn. We'll, 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 we'll reach a turning point. And I, I, I feel like that if we don't defeat them in Ohio, they will attack us here in Washington. So they're coming for your house. <laughs> That's what I got from this. And that is St. Clair's defeat. <laughs> that was awesome. I am deeply happy that, uh, that the U.S. Army uh, kind of modern birth is based on destroying the U.S. Army. I'm uh, kind of glad we got to shit on Ohio for a little bit. I, every, every episode, there's a, there's a reason to, to, to shit on Ohio. Now, uh, which brings us to our question from the Legion. Uh, yeah, I still have a theme song. I'm not going to make one. Can it be like a catchy, like, gamer, like, you know. Bah, 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 bah. I feel like a gamer song is just screaming slurs. Not that. I'm talking about like a <laughs> game show. Our question this time uh, is uh, for you, actually. Um, for who? It's for you. For me. Yeah. Uh, Nick's thoughts on California burritos. A great burrito or the greatest burrito? It's not a great burrito. Really? No. That's a letdown. I figure that was something that you guys are like really proud about no, or something. dude. That's what the surfers go for. I, I came from LA. So we go for the fucking like tacos. We don't go for burritos. Right. I'm not a burrito guy only when it comes from El Rey. So, yeah, we're actually sponsored by El... No, we're not. Dude... I'm gonna go talk to him. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, no, I'm not I doubt a fan of the, the gas burrito. station burrito place in Yelm, Washington, is gonna sponsor a military. History he podcast. loves me. He knows me. He he's my taco father. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I'm not a fan of the fucking California burrito. What is a California burrito for like, for us that are, are are not enlightened? Rice. Any everybody makes it different, but it's basically like think of a Mexican plate in a burrito. So you got rice, beans. Meat, it could be your choice of meat. Most of the time, it's fucking beef, but obviously, you could put chicken or anything like that. Sure, but no, it's just not my face meat. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's not my thing. I like tacos. Hot take, uh, not the is not the greatest nor a great burrito. Uh, interesting, anyway. Um, maybe it's because I'm not full white California. That's fair. Maybe everybody thought you were. I don't know. I honestly could see myself because it. I say a lot of bro, dude, like, because I'm from fucking California, <laughs> and clearly I'm the only one in my family that doesn't know Spanish, <laughs> which is sad. Which brings me to another question from the Legion, actually. Uh, somebody asked if I ever thought about learning Spanish just to spite Nick. You, you'd piss me off more if you knew more slang than I did. 
I know more slang than I know there Spanish. Is, there is no fucking way I could learn Spanish, and I'll tell you why. Because I took three years of Spanish, and I still know less than you, and you don't know any. It's not that I don't know any. Well, well, I still know less than you. Uh, and it was in a classroom where I was graded, and I still learned nothing. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm there with you. Yeah. But if, if it came to slangs, bro, fucking West Side, bro. Like, <laughs> he just did a, a strange and I started, hand. He started like. And I started fucking crip walking. Yeah. You know? Hiking up his fucking pants and his fingers just walked across the desk. And I, we need to go. Um, Cause the, the, actually the LAPD is flying in. <laughs> they're on their way. They <laughs> to, fucking felt it. To murder you in your sleep. Um, now, uh, thank you for tuning into our show. If you think what we do is worth a dollar, you can throw it to us on Patreon. Our show will always be free and we don't like to run ads. So your, uh, your, your support keeps us afloat, helps us pay for various subscriptions, books, and, uh, professional production work. Maybe even tattoos. Maybe even a tattoo. Uh, we now have a new Patreon goal of $2,000 a month. If we reach that, we will get lions led by donkeys tattoos uh, in a part of our body which can be easily hidden by clothes because I'm sure they're going to be terrible. Um, I'll let somebody pick mine. Okay. That's brave. Uh, Depending. If, Hold on. <laughs> let me uh, nope, redo nope, this. Nope, no asterisk because you heard, you heard what no, he said. I have a dick on my leg. I deserve <laughs> this. I, 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 I'm going to cut you off, sir. Uh, All you, right. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, now, if um, if you want to ask us a question from Legion, uh, you can do that for a dollar. A dollar gets you that. It gets you access to our Discord. It gets you access to one bonus episode a month. It gets you access to all of our episodes early. Five dollars or more gets you two bonus episodes a month. Gets you sticker. Gets you everything that the one dollar level does. Ten dollars will get you a copy of my book, The Hooligans of Kandahar. It'll get you a sticker. It'll get you everything else that everybody else gets. Uh, so... I have that book times two. I had him sign both. Good deal. You you are uh, doubly misfortuned. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at lines underscore by. You can follow me at jks99. You can follow Nick at nickcasm1. That's me. Like, share, and review us on the iTunes machine so we can uh, attempt to claw up the charts against the other history podcast. It's like a... Uh, 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 War of every the, year we fight. War of the romancing saga or whatever. We're all trying to kill each other and, and, and seize the greater podcasting territory. And I don't have anybody of worth to marry off, so we have to just do it through violence. Until next time. Yeah, later.